is the best at being like, this is such a good workout for you. And he, he, he makes Builds me believe up. that I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm being negative and I'm like, you know, not giving myself enough credit here. Maybe he's right. Maybe it's a good workout. And I got done and it was like, not the best. It was okay. I didn't do terrible. I finished. I was happy. And I'm like, man, you really make me think these are great for me. He's like, well, I don't want you to go on the floor and be like, oh, this isn't a great one for her, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. This is episode nine, and we are here at CrossFit Polaris, and I'm with my normal crew, Amy Radowski. Hey there. And Charlie Odie. Hello. And we have the O'Connells with us, Patrick and Christy O'Connell. What's up? How's it going? And you may know her as Christy Aramo, uh, but they just got married recently, and they're coming up on their one-year anniversary, so happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you I'm very a much. A early. Woohoo. <laughs> Uh, so we start every podcast with how our training week was. So Charlie, how was your training week? Well, um, got a lot of work in as as I have suggested that I was going to do. It's my 2020. Um, so we got two workouts in today, which um, again, thank you guys again for having us. And that was it for and me. How did the Rogue Online Qualifier go for you? Um, somehow my scores didn't go through yet. Um, <laughs> there was some some confusion so me and uh some christian with the uh, internet. we're gonna <laughs> talk about how we can get that started <laughs> and amy so this sunday was um the race that i was training for with some of the um, shred athletes and it was a little bit uh tough because how long was that race uh half marathon 13.1 actually it was 13.42 oh my gosh according to my watch just so you Um, It was a little bit challenging because we've had such mild weather in our training um, throughout December and January, and then Sunday happened to be the coldest day of the year. So it was about 15 degrees, very windy and blustery, but it's over, and we did it. And uh, uh, Charlie and I hit up the 7 a.m. 40-plus club today, and then we just hit up uh, a wad here. So thanks for having us. Good job by you. Uh, So you doubled up today, two days after a half marathon. Yep, that happened. That's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) And so my training week is like really the first week I have kicked it up um, since surgery. Uh, January 3rd, I had surgery on my left leg and um, got four days in out of five so far and um, got a great workout in here. Felt felt every bit of that um, the whole way through. So thank you guys for having us. And so how was your training week? Oh. And I lost six and a half pounds this week. Congrats. Awesome. Congratulations. Our training week? Uh, we spent the last week pretty much trying to wrap up the rogue qualifiers. Uh, me just doing them very casually and as a training partner and Christy taking them pretty seriously, which paid off. 
Yeah. So got back from Mayhem. Took a couple days. Did not want to do them. The thought of doing them seemed terrible. But thanks to him and uh, some other people who jumped in with me, it just made it easier and kind of helped with the mindset and knocked them out. And so this morning I noticed that uh, you were on top of that leaderboard. Yes, that's a, that was a surprise. So I was just walking into TJ Maxx telling him I was super nervous I was even going to qualify. So <laughs> that was cool. I've, I don't yeah, even know if congrats. I've ever been a qualifier before. This, well, was, this was actually a different format. Beans uh, that they were like shotgun, they gave them all out at once. And unlike the open where you have one week at a time to kind of see where your placement is and you know, work your way up or maybe fall down, you just enter them all at once and kind of see where you end up lane or which was just different so you do all five and you're like guess we'll see yeah and so what's great for you is that means you get to perform in front of your hometown crowd again this year yes yeah that was really the reason that i did it uh, a lot of people here were super excited about it and i had the invite last year and they kept asking if i was doing it again and i was like oh i don't know and so i was debating on going team i didn't want to be left out and then i just we just decided last minute let's just jump in and do the qualifier so hopefully i can uh, well, yeah, if everything goes through, I should get to compete in front of my hometown, which will be amazing. So last year, um, I went to my first ever CrossFit event as a spectator. I've always volunteered or worked or uh, done that, and Amy and I actually went together. Yeah. And uh, CrossFit Polaris had a pretty big showing uh, inside that arena at Rogue. Yeah, it, it was so cool because most of them haven't been to the CrossFit Games just because, you know, travel, it's further. It was in California, now it's in Wisconsin. It's expensive, and let alone the tickets are expensive. So they all support me, and they all send me messages, and they watch online. But to be running onto the field and line the fence with, you know, 10, 15 people that I know and to have a crowd there was super, super cool. I got to hit all their high fives as I went onto the field, and it, it's just it's a feeling I won't forget, and hopefully I'll get that same feeling again coming up. And those qualifying uh, workouts did not look fun. No. Anything with <laughs> 75 thrusters does not look fun to me. Yeah, we saved that one for last. <laughs> I did not want to do that one. Uh, my legs are definitely feeling it today. But they were very well programmed, and they were very crossfitty. So each one definitely tested something different, and they definitely took you, I was telling him, they took us to the dark, oh, dark, the dark place, place, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit of a funny story. So we never really work out on Sundays. We do it super rare. But because of the way the timing worked out, coming back from Mayhem and spreading the workouts out, uh, Christy ended up doing the deadlift, the six-minute AMRAP, deadlift, box jump, burpee workout, which is just like pedal to the metal on Sunday. And I did it with her as moral support. <laughs> I was not very interested in doing it, and my effort level was a little low. I was just there for moral support. Going and through the motion. She video records them because you have to for the qualifier. And that video ended up getting used for the vlog. And now I didn't anticipate that. And now there's a video of her moving at a blistering pace. I and me putting a, an, an embarrassing level of effort in the background. We literally did, so. we did one round and I hear, oh, no. And I was like, just remember, he's just a body just doing it with you. Like, don't go off of his face. But it, and that helps. Like, having what whatever level and I think that's what's cool about CrossFit like having even in classes like we have all different levels but having people there with you that's what makes it so much better and so much more fun so I'm so thankful he even if he wasn't into it he chose to you know keep moving with me for six minutes so I actually watched that vlog yesterday I thought it was <laughs> trick photography they had like some kind of slow-mo camera on you I made her look extra fast as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it was all a game I got it yeah. So I want to I learn more about you guys as a couple. Um, 
So how did you guys meet? Uh, we met at the at a CrossFit gym, Derby City in Louisville. Uh, I had been a member there for probably a year, maybe even two, and Christy was just getting started, and our paths just kind of crossed. And I think that actually, I think actually we'd seen each other around the gym, and I think the first time we actually met, I was competing at regionals, yep. and she was a spectator. So things have very much come full circle since then. It was the first competition I'd ever seen. It was regionals 2013 in Columbus, Ohio, when he was doing the hundreds workout with Rich and Dan and Marcus Hendren, and I was like, whoa, this sport looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. So before, before CrossFit, you were a swimmer. I was a swimmer, At the yes. University of Louisville. And so that has a soft place in my heart because I actually was a swimmer uh, coming up. You know, that was like 30-plus years ago. Uh, and... I competed at a very high level in swimming, and so that's, that's awesome. really cool uh, that you did that. Um, I wish I would have found CrossFit right after, because it would have been a nice transition yes. into staying fit and burning calories at a rate that I needed after swimming was done. Yeah. Um, so, how long did you swim for? How like as a little kid all the way through college? Yeah, I swam ever since I can remember. There's videos. My mom put us in the pool, super super young age. I actually used to get in trouble in like summer swimming because the water would be cold and I was a baby and I didn't want to practice so I wouldn't get to do the swim meets because I'd sit on the edge of the pool and I wouldn't do my practice laps <laughs> and I was kind of lazy so my mom would show up to the swim meet and be like why like why aren't you in why didn't they put you in a race and I, it's because I didn't practice I sat on the side the whole time um, but yeah so really super five five six years old swimming competitively summer league and then I went into club swimming and then swam for high school and then college and so you guys, so then that was your transition out of swimming was into CrossFit or like trying to find something to... Yeah, it, it was, it, there was about two or three years in between there. So I went from swimming, I actually have a really big passion for running. So I've always had that. I would jump in and do cross country races in high school if they needed to fill out the team. Uh, my mom was a really great runner. She had a sub three hour marathon and I just it's always- Ridiculous, yeah, just Yeah, yeah. And so I always remember watching her run and I just, I loved to run. And so I started running marathons and then- And you ran Boston, didn't you? I did, I, I ran the so. Boston Marathon, yeah. And then I got kind of bored of that, like, okay, this is kind of boring. Um, after a while, like I just need something else because with swimming, we got the strength and conditioning piece also. Uh, so we, I was getting to do dry land, which was CrossFit. Uh, and so then I started to miss that piece. So then I was like, okay, triathlons. Like I, my mom's a good cyclist, she'll help me out. And so I started doing triathlons with the running and the swimming background. That was fun. And then I just got introduced to CrossFit and I tried Derby City and then I just didn't look back. I was like, this is my jam, like I like this. And so how long were you at Derby City before the two of you kind of met or? I think I was there about three months. No, two. And then that's when we probably met. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we crossed paths, might have, like, said hi, but um, I didn't. we didn't actually know each other. It was literally at regionals. The gym invited her to come, so she was with the gym group, and that's we kind of met going out to dinner and just being around, you know, mutual friends. Yeah. I remember seeing him laying on the pavement outside of the gym a couple times <laughs> after doing something. Is he alive? I don't, I don't remember that part. He'd just be, like, sprawled out. I'm like, oh, man. Intense, but yeah, and then I ended up meeting him at the regionals. That's sort of how I um, came into CrossFit. I was just training for running and running marathons and um, half marathons, and then I came to a point where I was bored and needing something else, and I wanted to build strength. And then I actually met Scott, and he was like, "You got to come to this gym that my neighbors own." Um, and so that was um, almost. Uh, eight years eight ago. Eight years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's I am awesome. completely unfamiliar with all this running that you guys are doing. <laughs> I, no. No, no running for you. 
Well, it's funny. When I was a swimmer, I could run and run and run without ever getting tired. And now it just seems like the most labor-intensive thing I've ever done in my life. Um, but we'll get back there. I'll give you 100 what meters. What did you swim? So um, I was a distance freestyler. Okay. And I got so bored with that, I almost quit swimming. Um, and then my coach put me in individual medley. And so I loved that. Fun. But um, every time I got to the breaststroke, it was like someone was grabbing my ankle. And people just kind of zoomed past me. Uh, and then I had to catch them again on the freestyle. But uh, in, gosh, 1986, I made swimming nationals. That's awesome. Um, Heck yeah. And that was... That was a good time. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the crowning jewel of my high school career. That's so cool. You like uh, Al Bundy? That was your uh, <laughs> claim to fame. Scored four touchdowns. Well, we're, we have some new claim to fames, but that was that was the high school swimming <laughs> career. Um. So you guys, so you competed at regionals. She fell in love with the, the sport after seeing it, and so you ended up being a six-time regional competitor. You're like OG CrossFit. Um, yeah, it was actually funny. We were going through some stuff the other day, and I found a T-shirt from my very first competition, which was 2009. So wow. that's like it was weird to look at. Um, but yeah, it was it was always casual, just for fun, for me, just something that I enjoyed doing. It was always the incentive to try to make regionals, uh, making it there. I never really had the aspirations of going to the games, especially being in the central regional and kind of looking at who was going. I could very clearly look and go, yeah, I'm not beating those guys, so. I'm not going to take this too seriously and just have some fun while I'm here. Yeah, and so I, I actually have a question about that um, mm -hmm. going forward. You know, with all the changes to CrossFit over the last couple of years and eliminating the regional level, you're, you're a six-time regional athlete. H how do you think that affects that person who their goal was to make regionals every year and now that's not there anymore? Do the sanctionals fill that hole or not? Uh, I think there's kind of two different thought processes there. I was always a really big fan of regionals. I thought the season of that was really fun. When they'd come around, I watched every single weekend. It was fun to see who was going to set a record, who was going to break it in the, ne the next region. It was something to keep up with, and that was just a, it, it was a lot of fun to be able to do that. And I don't think sanctionals have that same allure, as, at least as far as a spectator. If I miss one and don't keep up, I might check the leaderboard and see who won, but I might not even know what the events are. Um, and as far as the open goes, I think it takes some of that away because you can get lost in the mix where you don't maybe have a goal to shoot for. But as a bigger picture, I think the sanctionals probably create a lot more opportunity for athletes because you aren't just competing once a year. And if you don't qualify for one, now you've got the chance to qualify for one in a couple more months, whether you just didn't make it or maybe you were sick. And I think also it allows some sponsors to kind of take a bigger part in, in the competitive fitness industry where they're not just limited to regionals, which there's only so many spots for that. Um, so I think that creates more opportunity for athletes to get sponsors and people behind them because they can get out there more and for sponsors to also get themselves out there, which I think both sides of that just grow the sport. I think my biggest fear is something you, you kind of said there is, you know, when regionals came, I know the three of us were glued to our computers for three weekends in a row, constantly texting, um, wanting to see who did well at, at because you knew the events by week three, you knew the order and everything. And I think right now, why they have what, 27 sanctionals? And you're gonna end up with a couple big ones that everybody watches and the rest are just gonna kind of fall. Um, but we've talked about this in past episodes about like the, the one that the Panda Land Championship, 
that's great for that area of the world and it shouldn't be taken away. It's just hard to watch as a spectator in the US. Agreed. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think as an athlete, especially with all the online qualifiers, it just makes the season feel really long. So like I was saying, so, you know, the Open just happened, and then we turn around and train for Mayhem Classic, which was a choice, um, but I did want to go. And then you turn around, and the Rogue Qualifiers were actually released Thursday night before Mayhem started. So I knew I had to get through the weekend, take a couple days off, and then I just hit the qualifier. Then it's like, okay, well, now there's Wadapalooza. That's a big one that I would have liked to go to, but if I do Wadapalooza... And then you turn around and hit Rogue. And then it, it just makes for a very long competition season. Competing is so much fun, but it does take a lot out of you physically and mentally. So I think just being careful with how much you're competing also to make sure that you can keep healthy and keep training and make sure you're ready when August comes around. So, so you jumped into the sport after you saw what he did. Mm -hmm. And then your first regionals was... 2014. Okay, that's what I thought, because um, that was the first regional I worked. Okay. Um, in was that Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and and so then the two of you were actually competing at the same time. Yes. And so how that's how was fun. that? W were you guys training partners during that time, or did you try to avoid that? I could not keep up with him. I like Atta I boy. I loved to we train with him. We can stay on this topic for yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I there was days I just cried. I couldn't do the RX weight like. I could not keep up with him. I would not classify myself as a training partner. I was just trying to tag along and do what I could at the time. So at that time, you were the moral support to his training. Oh, yeah. And then that, <laughs> then that eventually flipped. Yeah, did it? I don't think it did. Uh, she, she, caught up, <laughs> she caught up very quickly. With the background that she had, she had all the building blocks. It was just kind of a matter of figuring out some of the new skills and just learning the sport a little bit, but it obviously didn't take long. She qualified for her first regionals. Yeah, we did every we did every regional together. So even the, my first games, poor Patrick would be he was also coaching me. Um, so you know I'm going into the last workout and he's supposed to be in the corrals, ready to go on the floor for his next heat. But he's trying to watch me to see if I'm going to qualify, and then running back to the corrals to make sure he can make it onto the floor for his heat. No warm up, just adrenaline from me competing. Right. A different level yeah, of stress. Yeah, so we've over the years. It My heart's pounding for a different reason. Yeah, right? it, uh, it evolved. So it's it's been interesting and really fun and a cool journey. So 16 is where I actually met Patrick, and I met him because of that running back and forth all the time. <laughs> I was working security between oh the Corral and Athlete Village, yeah. and so he was just like bouncing like a jumping bean back and forth <laughs> all the time, and he kept like flashing his badge, and I'm like, I know you by now. <laughs> That's really funny. Sounds like you are solely responsible for I'll take all, all of her credit, fitness. 100%. I'm uh, I'll tell you something that's like also it. funny, though, showing the badge. Like, you were, you were very cool about that. Some people, they will make you show them every time. I'm like, dude, I've seen you a thousand times. You really need to see this again? <laughs> you literally just saw me two minutes ago. <laughs> so, that, so that was 16, and that's when you actually qualified for your first CrossFit Games. Yes. So we'll get into that later because I want to hear more about you guys. And so you moved to Columbus soon after that correct? Yeah, we actually moved. So I qualified here in Columbus. Uh, that would have been in May. We drove back and I moved home. It was, I think, around June 20th. So I ended up training half for the CrossFit Games a couple weeks in Louisville and then the rest of the time here at Polaris. I didn't know anybody. We had just taken over the gym and I was just this crazy girl fitnessing all day in the back all the time. So, uh, but yeah, that's when we took over. So did you immediately start working for the gym? I did. And did Patrick, did you? 
Um, not really. I think I would coach an occasional class and fill in, but not, not so much. So it always interests me when, when couples work together mm-hmm. and train together and do all that because um, my wife and I worked together for about four weeks one time. <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> and we realized that it was not going to work. And one of us had to find a different job. Um, and so I, I, ha- I have to ask, how does it work with you guys training together, working together, living together? Uh, it's actually, it's really good for us. And that's something we've actually worked to do more just because if we, if we don't, we can almost not see each other very much and we do have the same interests. So it really just makes sense for us. We, we enjoy hanging out, believe it or not. So, um, I, I'd say for me, so he's actually come over into my world. I did not go into the construction remodeling houses world. That was not going to go well. I, I can't hang anything on a wall. I'm a terrible painter. Um, so he came over to the gym to help me. So it has, it's been awesome. I've had to just used to being like the person like I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then he's now helping. I have to like sometimes be like, okay, he's got it. Like, I'm just going to let it go. Like Becca Voigt and I were actually just talking about this because her husband ended up coming over, I believe, to work with her at CrossFit Training Yard. And sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to trust that he's he's doing what I hope that's done. So it's become, um, it's been really good for us. It's, it's in our relationship and we're in everything. So it's just been a learning process and a learning curve, but I love it. And it's what we have definitely been working towards. And, um, we're sitting in the office that Patrick has actually built and constructed. Yes. Um, and, it's, and it's been shown on the vlog a few times mm-hmm. of him working on it. Um, and so it is It is really beautiful. Uh, and it's got a beautiful view of the gym floor. Charlie Some was nice, noticing. nice uh, shiplap yeah. that you have yeah. up here. He was noticing the shiplap. And well, thank you very much. It comes in. The skills come in handy every now and then around here, too. Yeah. He's super talented. Like, super, super talented. And uh, we've always wanted an office so we can be at the gym more, which has been really cool. But we do have a behind the scenes of him literally building this from scratch in like probably less than two weeks. Um, it, he's super quick. And I really want to get that one up because I think people are going to be amazed at how he does everything on his own. Nobody helped him. And it's super quick. And he's even just hanging super efficient. Uh, what do you mean even? I mean, on your own? Uh, yeah. Wow. Literally. Start to finish. Start also. to finish. That's the hard fantastic. part was doing it in between classes. So you get like a little hour window here, a little hour window there. And I just want to kind of get things done. So having to like stop to be quiet on like nail guns or compressors <laughs> and stuff are like not so conducive to people explaining things yeah. in class. Yeah, right. 3.30 p.m. It's like, <laughs> pow! And everyone like jumps because <laughs> I didn't even know he was up here. Right. I'm like, probably not during classes. <laughs> well, the drywall looks amazing. I, I drywalled my own basement and it took me a month and I just said, screw it. I'm, the, the, oh, I'm done with it. And uh, I just knocked the cord out of my headphones because that's the kind of podcast this is. That is. Uh, but I tried to sand and smooth and re-spackle and sand and oh gosh, it was horrible. Typically what I do is tear houses down and then rebuild them. I've done full houses by myself. But once you hire a crew that that's all they do and they come in and they're done in like three days, it's like, I will just never do that again. But this was a small enough office that was like, I'm not going to bring anybody in. I'll yeah, just yeah. muster it up and do it myself. Yeah. Nice. So the place looks great. Um, it, you guys, it was a lot of fun working out here. But I have to ask you a little bit about uh, the competition season. Um, you, we just came back from the Mayhem Classic. Yep. And what did you think of that event? It was very different than anything I've ever been to before. 
Yeah, it was super different, but we loved we loved the how just kind of small it was. It was very intimate, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I actually, it, if, as a spectator, it was really enjoyable because they capped the tickets at a fairly low number. And the emphasis, you know, coming from Rich and him putting it on, the emphasis was very much on the athletes and sending the fittest right people to the games. So that was his focus, and it wasn't packed like a sardine can in there. You could actually watch, and you didn't have to be um, ten rows back to see. So it was just it was very enjoyable to be there. I've heard that from a lot of the athletes that said that they felt like it was really intimate and and really enjoyed it. I am curious to know what you thought about those um, dumbbell snatches. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we did seventy pound at Rogue last year, and that was power snatch. And I was like, okay, it's not going to get worse than that. And then that dumbbell squat snatch workout comes out. Um, we have a seventy and an eighty-five here, so I okay. don't have anything in between. And the eighty-five gets a little bit heavy. Uh, and I don't know. I'm, I just what a little bit heavy. Yeah. Okay. A lot heavy. So I don't touch it very much. It, <laughs> Actually, hardly ever, if it, ever. It looks weird when she picks it up because, like, proportionately, right. she's small and that dumbbell is real big. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't love handstand walking. So when they he combined those two movements, I was like, Pat is the best at being like, this is such a good workout for you, and he 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 makes Builds me believe up. that I'm like, okay, maybe I'm being negative and I'm like, you know, not giving myself enough credit here maybe he's right maybe it's a good workout and I got done and it was like not the best it was okay I didn't do terrible I finished I was happy and I'm like man you really make me think these are great for me he's like well I don't want you to go on the floor and be like oh this isn't a great one for her, but we'll see what happens so uh, but the dumbbell snatch was hard that's a staple in Rich's programming yeah. so uh, we definitely will be practicing those more because I could see them showing back up again I definitely I agree so are you playing the role of coach now with her um, or just encourager. Even, I'm not. Yeah, more, yeah encourager, back carrier, picture taker. Partner. Those are jack those of are all trades. Lead, lead roles. But if I can offer up any advice, I'd certainly do that. But she knows herself really well, and you know, if I can offer some encouragement or some tips or anything, I certainly yeah. do that. But she knows what she needs to do. We usually plan together. Like I think it's good to have. He knows me better than anyone. He literally taught me CrossFit. He taught me how to back squat. He taught me how to snatch. He taught me how to clean. She um, owes everything to you. Yeah, he mm-hmm. taught me. How, yeah, I do. <laughs> he taught me how to do a handstand. So I, I think muscle like, ups. Keep yeah. those going. Muscle ups. Yeah, he taught me muscle ups in his attic because I was too scared to practice in the gym because I was embarrassed. Um, which now has turned out to be one of my favorite and best movements. But I think I would call definitely say he's coach and it's hard because it's like coach husband it you we just kind of bounce ideas off this is what I'm thinking we've done enough workouts together where it's like okay this is what I think what do you think and then we'll go back and forth on how we both kind of approach him and attack them because he also does CrossFit so it's really helpful and then we kind of come up with okay let's this is plan A this is plan B and this is plan C so when I get on the floor I've got a couple things in my head and there's multiple ways to kind of attack the workouts so this year you guys are going no coach yeah um, has that always been the case? I, I don't know. No. No. Yeah. So um, starting when I first started, Pat, I just did, we did online vlogs uh, and he helped me with regionals. He warmed me up. He cooled me down and between competing all himself. So again, I owe everything to him. Let's just keep <laughs> saying that. Um, and so he would do that. And then I had a coach named Spencer Arnold from Power and Grace Performance who was a friend of a friend and just was willing to help me out. And he did exactly what I needed to get me to the level that I needed to be at. Uh, and then from there, I worked with CJ Martin for a year, a year, year and a half, two year, mm-hmm. year and a half about. So 2018 individual and then 2019, I actually was going to 
be retired, but Invictus X needed a girl, so now I ended up on their team as part of Invictus, and then I got done, and for me, it's been awesome having a coach, but also, I don't enjoy, now I can work out with him again, so being in the corner by myself with a very long list of things to do, I don't always believe, like, a program is going to make you better, but the effort I was putting forth and the enjoyment for me was just going down, 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 so I was getting very burned out because I was always by myself, that's not why I started CrossFit, and yes, the things I was doing were very good, but I missed having those people around, and that's where Dan and Pat really come in. And so now that's my – I, I crashed crew. the boys' party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also very unproductive by myself, so it works out well for me too. Uh, we get to work out in the mornings with Dan, and the three of us – none of us have a specific program that we feel obligated to follow. So whoever's got a good idea, we don't haggle about it too much, and we just work hard, and that seems to be productive in itself and – as long as you're putting in the effort, I think you can still get the results. And we've got enough experience to kind of make some well-rounded decisions. And so the listeners know when you say Dan, you mean Dan Bailey. I do, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's turned out to be one of our, you know, one of our best friends. And yeah. he acts, will we'll do the same thing. When he was going to Filthy 150, we tested some of his workouts. And it's like, Dan, I would approach it this way. Pat would tell him how he would do it. And so the three of us were all very, very different athletes. We all have very different strengths. And so to be able to bounce those off is like, okay, you know, I think I'm getting as much as maybe another coach would be giving me. And these guys also are doing the workouts themselves where some of the coaches maybe aren't doing as much CrossFit. So it's on paper, it looks one way, but it feels very different. So I I think that's been a really cool recipe. So let me ask you this weird question. Uh, Now, Dan's your workout partner. He wins an event at the Filthy 150. How excited were you guys when he won that event? I'm going to say he was the most excited because <laughs> I watched that celebration and we were just right behind him. So it's it's super exciting to see all the work that he's put in. Yeah. Uh, coming off of surgery, is, he's taking care of himself and coming back. It's just it's really cool to see that. Yeah. And he's definitely got the capability to win events. Because I, I know as a coach, sometimes I get more excited when an athlete does something than when I perform that myself and so oh, I was for just sure. curious oh I'm, yeah I'm very used to that yeah I, <laughs> yeah I was I was super pumped like we we did we saw him in his brace we saw him after all of the surgeries like we've seen what he's gone through and how hard he's worked to get back to where he is and he's just like Dan's fit and he if I let down or we let down for a second man he runs away with it in the morning so it it's been super super fun but yeah I mean I was we were texting him and just super jacked up for him. Like we were pumped. And so we've mentioned several times your, your YouTube vlog, uh, which is very aggressive. Like you're putting out content <laughs> every day, yeah. um, which is very <laughs> rare for CrossFit athletes to do. Um, and they can, and if you watch those, you can see the interaction between the two of you and Dan. And it's, it's actually funny how, you know, the guys want to beat you and you, you don't like doing what they program. <laughs> um, and so I, I love that interaction. And so let's, let's talk about the YouTube vlog a little bit. How did that come about? Um, somewhat organically, we've got a friend of ours that is more or less kind of getting into the videography portion of it and is accelerating very He's quickly. Very talented. He's got a very steep learning curve. And we made a partnership with him, and he pretty much takes that on himself. Um, so... He does an excellent job with it and is extremely creative. I think he saw an opportunity when the three of us were working out together and he was working out with us. And he's like, this is a really good dynamic. People would want 
to see this. Definitely, it's just yeah. different. It's not just you. It's it, it would not be the same if it was just one of us, right? And so it's that dynamic of it's, he edits it to where you can see all of the changes I try to make on every single workout and how I try to change or give them a million options. And he's like, this is literally what's happening. And I think people are going to be entertained by it. So I think that's kind of organically how it came about. And he just, he asked us like, don't change a thing. Like just come and work out. I'll just float around and film you guys if you're cool with it. And so for me, that's best case scenario. Like I'm, I don't want to, it's just uncomfortable with a camera in your face. Yeah. I just want to do me and they want to do them. And that's, I think what has been fun with it is people get to see kind of behind the scenes of what we're like. Makes it easy because he's a friend and it's just, it's accelerated very quickly. Um, and he really picks up a lot of the slack with that. Oh yeah. His edits are awesome. And it has blown up. I mean, you're over 11,000 followers in just a short amount of time. Yeah, we, we started it. He started a couple in the summer, just a little bit before the games. And then I got back and he's like kind of jumping in to do some stuff. But yeah, he, uh, if we're here, he's here and he's excited to be doing it. And sometimes it's, it's really fun. I go back and watch all of them. I think it's, it's fun to see the dynamic and it's fun to see how he can capture it. And it actually is like what it is. But I, if you would have asked me if we'd be on YouTube, I would have been like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. And his mom gets to follow at home. And we've gotten a lot of messages from our friends back in Louisville and how they get to keep up with us now and how they enjoy it. So I think that's just been cool in itself is it's just tying us to, you know, people maybe we don't see as much. So I have some family back um, in uh, near U of L. So can you, um, for the listeners, say it properly? Louisville. Louisville. That's right. Yep. Want to make sure. Yep. There's a sign. L O O A V U L L. I can still <laughs> picture it lit up, and it's when I used to call it Louisville. Right. Everybody <laughs> would give me a very hard time. Louisville. They're like, That's you're not, not from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's Louisville. Yep. Well, my my favorite part on the YouTube was you got back from Mayhem. And they gave you the the task of coming up with a warm up, and you're like, I just can't think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because we go through the same thing in our gym, and the dynamics that um, these two actually work out together two days a week. They call it the Forty Plus Club, um, and they actually skip warming work. up is not part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. We warm up for about twenty minutes by talking by talking about nonsense, and then we're like, oh shoot, we better get <laughs> we gotta go, go. I gotta go yeah. to work. <laughs> it was actually funny. Dan and I came in the day after we got back from Rogue and Christy took the day off rightfully, which normally she's not missing a workout. So it was a little bit different than normal. And Dan and I sat on the assault bikes to do like start our warm up, and we were like getting ready to go. And then we just kind of looked at each other like, Oh, I guess we got to start the clock. Like Christy's not here. Like where's the remote? <laughs> I'm always in charge. I'm bossing them around. I'm like if you're ready or not. And I start it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's a really good dynamic and good. That's group. awesome. So you actually talked about your retirement. Yeah. It was uh, very short-lived. Like a day. <laughs> <laughs> she qualified for the games, declined it, and then retired and was on a team very quickly after right? that. 48 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> was it that quick? Because I yes. think publicly we didn't know that. Yes. It was I, was, I finished Rogue. I had a few tears on Monday morning Just because I was like. Big ball of emotions. Yeah. I was like, it feels good, but is this the right decision? I think it is. I don't know. I just needed some time to just kind of reflect and process because I knew some things needed to change. I just didn't know what or to what to what extent. And so Sam Dancer, being my good friend that Sam is, he didn't call me on Monday, but he called me Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> it's like, hey, so 
how's how's it going i know you said you're done but uh we need a girl and i was like oh he's like i figured rogue looked like a blast and you know i can offer you this really fun opportunity i promise the i mean most... how can you say no to sam he sold me i was like that <laughs> what do you think and he's like i knew you weren't done <laughs> yeah so it was literally, I finished on Sunday and Sam called me on Tuesday. And then I hopped on to, I couldn't say no, especially with Margot Alvarez. Uh, she, we, it was a just kind of like a little blessing. Like we got to meet her and get to know her who has become one of our, her and Alex have become one of our great friends. Uh, Holden, who I knew a little bit, him and his wife have become such good friends. Sam and Jen, like it just, it was, it literally was probably one of the most fun trips that we've had CrossFit related, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it ended up being a really a really good thing to learn kind of the balance of the scale of what her individual training was at the volume and amount of time she, she was spending doing that and then kind of dipping her toe in team and realizing oh my gosh I can still be really fit without spending so much time in the gym and I can actually enjoy it because I'm not beat down and tired all the time mm-hmm. so finding the balance of enjoyment and not quite as much and realizing like I'm actually fit enough to where I can kind of maintain and even excel with just less volume healthier I was staying healthier so how many pounds of sandbag did you actually have in the ruck during the ruck run? I, I think I had... All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but it was a lot. Because they kept loading you down. Yeah. And were you still enjoying it then? Um, well, nobody... So that was not the plan. The plan was actually for Sam and Holden to take the extra bags if needed. And then halfway through, like lap one Sam's like I'm cramping and I turned I was like no you're not he's like no I'm cramping and I was like oh crap this is not good so I get there and I was like do you want me to take your bag and he gave me like a nod and I was like oh my gosh he must be hurting like this never Sam carries us like this never happens um so I think I think I had like 45 or 48 pounds or I don't know something that I wasn't supposed to have but that it was not fun but it was still fun like Holden did such a good job pulling us together and the thing was is I was hurting so bad and I wanted to say how bad I was hurting but not one of them made a peep so it was like that was cool in itself was nobody was going to bring you down with their negativity or their misery and so then in my head I'm like wow you're being a wimp Chrissy like nobody else is complaining like just suck it up so it ended up still being really fun and I think we took second on that one uh, which was a really really awesome feeling so just working together we truly worked together as a team and that was really cool so can you give, like, what was the difference between competing as an individual and a team? Did you like one better than the other? Um, Did you see any major differences before I answer that? Um, there, I, think, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is there's a little bit more, in, when you're competing an individual, every second, every point matters so much, especially when you're fighting for a top spot. You cannot have even the slightest bit of error. And on team, there's a little bit more wiggle room to where you know there it, you don't have to be at quite perfection for everything so it becomes a little bit less stressful there's a little bit more moving room from event to event and even within events thing with four people it just there's a little bit more space and that creates a little bit more or less stress yeah i think less stress overall but more stress in the sense of i was literally sick to my stomach stepping on the field because you don't want to be the weakest link so you don't want to be the one that you are holding your team back. And that was a different feeling. So it's like, okay, if it's me and let myself down, okay, whatever. But stepping on the field with these three other people is like, and I knew the coolest thing was is this team never pointed fingers and never blamed. So we all had our moments where we were the weakest link, but they never made you feel that way. You knew you were the weakest link for sure, um, but that was what was so special about this team. And, and you wanted 
to help them. Like if, if it was going to be Sam's weakest event, I wanted to help him however I could, if I was doing well, if it was my weakest event, they were picking me up. And I, that's just something you don't experience as an individual. So it was less stress, but more stress at the same time in a positive way. So then you decided after that year of being a team, you're going to go individual again. Well, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Well, you've announced it recently, at least. Yeah, I I was getting back from the games. I was like, wow, I'm fresh. Like, I'm not beat up. I feel refreshed. I want a fitness. So Dan and Pat were working out at the time, and that's when I decided I was going to crash their party because I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I don't have a coach. I don't have a program. I don't have any workout buddies. Looks like you guys are it, whether you like right. it or not. <laughs> um, and so that just sort of evolved, and then the Open happened to be in the fall, and I was so fresh just feeling good all summer that I was like well let's do the open we always do Pat loves the open well you used to love the open you don't love it as much now uh I still I still like it it's a fun time of year it's just when they do take some of the incentive incentive of like regionals out and you get lost in it a little bit it takes some of the motivation away I think it's still a really fun time the gym gets behind it but when you're checking the leaderboard and you've got a you can redo it maybe bump a few spots up it just becomes a little less motivating yeah. So, yeah, so we decided, well, let's do it with the gym. Dan would come here on Friday Night Lights. The three of us would do it with him. Um, and then I was like, wow, I feel pretty fit right now. And then I started to do pretty good. And I was like, well, all right. If, if I can maintain this fitness, we can, the goal is always balance. So we continue to talk about it. It's like we don't want to go back into the old habits and into, you know, being non-existent for the gym and being just a shell of a person because I've just trained myself into this hole. I'm not – you know, present in the relationship. I'm not present at the gym. I'm just literally just training myself into a hole. So if that means I fall a couple spots at the CrossFit Games this year, so be it. Like I'll still give it my all, but I don't want to sacrifice the balance that we're working on creating as a as a couple, as gym owners, and as everything. So well, it seems like your balance is working for you if you're taken first in the Rogue Qualifier and second at the Mayhem Classic. And you tied your best finish in the Open. I did tie my best finish in the Open. <laughs> and I, th- I think part of that's just being enjoying it more, too. So right. when you're enjoying it, it's a little bit easier to spend time doing it and just have a better mindset. And I think just kind of as a whole, being able to do some more stuff together, the team stuff's not out of the question, but looking at that in a way that, you know, if we could do it or if she could do a team something somewhere and travel, cool. Travel somewhere, cool. It's like that would be worth doing. Um, but I think with the new mindset and how she feels, it's worth seeing how she can do with the games again. Yeah, I think mindset mindset really plays a major part in everything you do. So your future plans for the sanctional season is rogue, mm-hmm. of course. Is that the only sanctional you're going to do? That's the nearest one. Um, so we're taking a little ski trip to Mount Hood in February. So we're not going to do Wadapalooza. We're going to go actually to colder weather and go to a mountain. Um, but yeah, so rogue. And then we talked about doing Sam... Jen and I talked about connecting and trying to go to Mexico. Is that right? So that one's actually over July 4th. So it would be very close to the CrossFit Games. Potentially, Dan's thrown out a couple other ideas. The three of us on a team, we would just need a girl. So those would be after Rogue. There we go. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Maybe Granite Games. I don't know. So I think he said to- there's quite a few. So we're still kind of in the works on those. But Rogue will be the next, the next one on the list. And you got to be pretty excited about that with, again, the, the crowd that you will have. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. That one was painful last year. So the competition, actually, Amanda Barner, uh, she just, her and I are pretty good friends. She's an Ohio girl. Yeah. So she'll come in. She's amazing. 
We love her and her husband, Wes. She just texted me and was like, I literally think everybody who qualified, except for maybe one person or two, have already accepted CrossFit Games invites. So that'll be really interesting. I got to go back and look Mm -hmm. at that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know, obviously, everyone they invited had them, and then I need to look at the qualifier. But that would be a really interesting sanctional if there's only one spot that gets the invite. I don't know. I don't know if they planned that out. Last year was... 12th place? 12th they got in. 12th place got the invite? Yeah, so I think they invited 10 and then 10 from the qualifier, I think. I thought it was 5 from the qualifier. This year is 5. Oh, last last year. year was 10. Yeah. So that might have changed it a little bit, but this year they invited 15 and I think only 5 from the qualifier. So it'll just be, I don't know if that's a a true thing or if they planned it that way. So that'll be really interesting to see what comes of that. Definitely. Well, easy ticket if you made it in. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and it's not easy to make it in. I <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so Hard we'll thing to get there, but you can kind of exhale once you do. Yeah, right. so we'll yeah. see what happens with that. I'm not sure. Oh, I know we get excited about that, having a hometown competition, get to sleep in your own bed and still get to go. Um, we're excited about that. It's like a mini CrossFit Games. They it run That's it, what it feels like for us. They um, run it as well, if not better. Um, it's 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 an amazing competition. It was actually really weird for me last year because we had a puppy and I'd run home and let him out in between events when I could. And I've never had that experience before. So it was weird to go from the adrenaline of being there and then kind of go back home, which just felt weird when you're unplugged from the crowd and the adrenaline. And then it was just a few minutes away to get back. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I think that from the mayhem thing, Tia was saying that as well, that it's, it's weird to – have yeah. a competition and then just go home and sleep in your own bed and, right. and wake up like, oh, I'm at home, but I'm going to go compete again today. Yeah. So Yeah, it's super weird. Speaking of that, it was actually really funny. We just so happened to be basically neighbors with Tia at Mayhem. Um, so we rented like a loft, basically, mm-hmm. and Tia lives in one like a couple doors down. Oh, yeah. So it was like totally <laughs> weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But was it like three seconds apart? <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> <laughs> and so for those who don't know, you lost to Tia in the trail run by is three, it three seconds. Three seconds overall, and, and we were in different heats. And in the games, you have lost to her twice by three seconds. Is that or, right? Or less. Was it? Uh, actually, 16 was about a second and a half or two seconds on the beach out of the water. She took first. I took second. 17. Yeah. There was one in there, and then 18. Yeah, so it's it's been a couple times. 17 Three times. was the lake and then the run, Yep. and Fikowski was with right. you. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. then 18 uh, was the paddleboard. Yeah, so there's been three in there. Now the trail run, we weren't even in the same heat, and she still managed to squeak out three <laughs> seconds ahead of me. There's some special moments that we've had right. together. <laughs> right. So this year, do you have a plan to kick at the end? Four for a second. I almost feel like mentally, I'm like, Tia, you can just have it at right. this point. <laughs> I'll take my second. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Silver can, looks good on maybe me. Maybe I can pull one I'll out. I want to conserve see. a little energy. <laughs> so I just have a couple fun questions and we'll wrap it up. I know we've taken a lot of your time. Um, so what is your, both of you, what, are, what is your favorite CrossFit movement and what is your least favorite CrossFit movement? Oh, favorite for me, I like the Olympic list. So I could either clean or snatch probably either way but i think that those are fun least favorite probably running <laughs> i like it i like all of it <laughs> my favorite is yeah. definitely the ring muscle up or i would go with the squat clean but i think the ring muscle up least favorite 
I don't really like anything overhead, so I'm going to have like a s- heavy push jerk or a heavy split jerk. It doesn't even have to be heavy. Overhead, mm, not my favorite. All right, and so you're in a tough workout, maybe with 75 thrusters. What music <laughs> needs to come on f- to get you through that, that movement? Um, probably some like high energy rock, ACDC, something like that that just gets you going. Um, cause I think for the most part, I don't even know what's playing. Like I'm just suffering in my own world. Yeah, we, I mean, I can tell you what we had on for 75 thrusters yesterday was U.S. summer hits of 2000. So <laughs> like all the songs that I can Party sing. Party in the USA. Yeah, yeah, Bias there we go. Um, so that was good. And then I like NF. They're in the open, that, right? That's who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked that. It was somewhat clean. I always try to have, honestly, I'm weird, but when it's a lot of explicit music, it makes me uncomfortable like that. My members are going to be coming in and they're going to be offended. So I always try to go with super clean, just upbeat music, and that's what I like to listen to. So Patrick, what, and, and you can answer this too, Christy, what favorite um, regionals workout you ever did? Um, there's been a few, there's definitely been some that I haven't liked and some that were a ton of fun. I think the hundreds was a really fun one. And especially for me, I did that one in the heat with like Dan and Rich and Graham. So, and I did finish it. So that was like, that was really cool for me. It was a cool experience, but, uh, there was a handful. That was probably one of the ones I enjoyed the most. I am drawing a blank. Um, I think actually, no, pairing my two favorite movements, the 15 ring muscle ups into the squat clean ladder in 20, that would have been 2015, was a total blast. And then your favorite CrossFit Games workout? Oh my gosh, I loved all of the 2016 CrossFit game workouts, but I'm gonna actually say Murph at 2016. Or yeah, that one or the Squat Clean Ladder, both of those were amazing. So what, what I found interesting doing research for this interview is uh, you finished fifth at regionals that year. Yes. And you finished eighth at the games. That was, my goal was to not get last that year. So that was a big surprise. (laughs) So did it just, did it just end up that the games that year hit your wheelhouse or are you a better games athlete than a regionals athlete? I'm 100%. And I think you would agree with this. Definitely a better games athlete. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think there's two, I mean, there's definitely more, but I think there's two different kinds of athletes where you know what the regionals workouts are ahead and there's some people who can practice their game plan and practice and practice and practice it and then they have a game plan they can go out and execute that and then the games you don't know a lot of the events and christy's just very athletic so she would prefer that where it doesn't necessarily matter what it is here's what it is you don't get to practice three two one go and she excels at that and i would almost say that a lot of those workouts weren't in her wheelhouse in 2016 but i think she maybe didn't feel the pressure yeah no expectations and just went out and did it and did her thing and was like, oh, I guess I'm just still in the top heat. Yeah, I think having no expectations was huge. And then, like you said, so I think Ben Smith actually put this out during the Open, but he hasn't done better on many of his repeats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he I think he said he had done one repeat, and that was the only, or I think there was only one repeat he actually did better, and it was by like a second. And that's, that's typically how I am as an athlete as well. It's like I kind of come up with a game plan and I just give it I give it everything I've got on that first attempt. And even for the Open this year, I did redo them and I think I did worse on three of them than I redid. So I was like, well, I don't even know why I redid it. But unless something goes, if I had a really terrible game plan or the workout's completely different than I anticipated, I tend to you know give it my best effort on that first shot. I think that's the worst. When I, when I was at my fittest, you know, I redid a, an Open workout and 
you get like three seconds better and you're like, I went through that much pain yeah. for Why? three seconds. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um, and so the last thing I want to ask is, you know, you say balance. I actually have two more questions. Okay. When you say balance, what do you do outside the gym to stay fit and just to like decompress uh, and get away from it? Um, we love to camp and we love to hike and rock climb. So we don't get away all of the time just because we do, we'll head out on Saturdays or Sundays or whatever, but that would be my ultimate, like that's my favorite thing is just to unplug and go. I like to spend time in the nature and rock climbing is one of our favorites, camping. Uh, and then just things around the house. I don't know. We're, we're cleaning out our house right now. I think that's actually really fun and it feels really good when you just start to accumulate stuff and you look around and you're like, why do we have all of this stuff? So we, we do it together though. Like just we, wait. Yeah. We make it fun. Um, and so that's really fun. We like to go out to eat. I love, I love good food and it's kind of like, you know, keeping that balance of where we eat really well during the week, but then we look forward to going out to a fun restaurant or getting our burger on the weekend think of anything else uh we got a one-year-old dog too oh, that yeah. is a lot of fun he's pretty How i wouldn't even necessarily have, he's an active dog he's an athlete of a dog so we can take him on runs or walks we can bike him too so just getting outside the house and doing fun stuff with him is and a who too. is his favorite uh, that's an easy answer um yeah <laughs> <laughs> she spoils him so he definitely mm. tends to favor her a i'm no bit. rules mom that's so what we he call loves her. me <laughs> Gotcha. So I have a special dog named Murph. Oh. We um, rescued him on Memorial Weekend a couple years ago, so that's why Murph is awesome. That's awesome. Um, but he'll run, like he's run up to 12 miles with us on the training and totally an athletic dog. That's amazing. So Sometimes yeah. sometimes Christy will still bring him, like dragging him home when she takes him <laughs> on runs, which she'll do the same thing with me (laughs) (laughs) it's actually very true i always joke that i have like a microphone on and i'm like trying to talk both of them into like come on guys you can keep going like we're almost home it's okay you're doing great yeah are you talking (laughs) you and the dog are looking at each other like what are are we gonna do yeah we do like to see movies um or you know watch we hang out we have fires at the house we just like to chill and relax and so my last question is yesterday I, i spent uh martin luther king day uh, meal prepping all day Ooh. and then I got up this morning went to work and I I throw different CrossFit stuff on while I'm working and I saw your meal prep vlog oh yeah and I was like dang that's a day late <laughs> Sorry. but you said you said that um, you meal prep differently when you know you're gonna go out for a cheap meal burger on the weekend so my question is where do you go to get the best burger in Columbus uh, well, we don't really venture that far out of Westerville, so <laughs> there might be a narrow little spot that we can give this to, but probably 101, which is right around the corner. Yeah, we like 101 Beer Kitchen. We keep trying to get into Atlas Tavern, but we every time we go, it's like the line's out the door and we can't get in, and I've heard it's amazing, so it must be. But yeah, I'd say 101 Beer Kitchen. The other thing is we are big local cantina fans, so I could drink the bowl of queso and um, we love burritos we love the chips and salsa so that's another something that we'll go kind of have a big meal a cheat meal but those would be our two favorite spots i love both of those uh we went to my took my wife to 101 beer kitchen and we were trying to eat healthy so we actually bought a salad and then like a burger and split the burger and then split the salad and the salad was so good i was like i don't even think i'm like depriving myself i could have just ate the whole salad and saved the cheat meal for another night yeah their salads are amazing yeah 
Well, I want to thank you for taking some time to be with us today. Uh, thank you for a great workout. Uh, that felt great. Um, and we wish you luck this season. And we'll see you next time. And we'll see you at Rogue. Oh, yeah. We'll see you at Rogue. Yeah. We'll be cheering you on. And I might be judging, so I probably can't cheer you on. <laughs> I'll but Give a couple winks. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much for, one, coming to do the workout. Check out Flares and having both of us on. It's been great yeah. to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank and uh, we'll see you next time on the... Gladsdale CrossFit and friends. See ya. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.